Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. Tonight I was talking to Adam about gardening, about what he likes to to grow in the garden, about allotments, podcasting and lots of other interesting things in the show. So I hope you like the show and stay tuned to listen to the show. Thanks for coming on the show. We've been trying to get kind of a date that worked for both of us for a, a while now and eventually we've got there in the end. So, yeah, and it, and I've been excited to, to chat with you because it, it's great to get back on the podcast because I kind of took a break for it for a while um, because you know life and like working full time and then doing the podcast and you've got lots of other stuff that you're doing and your your garden or allotment so you've just sometimes got to something's got to take a wee break but yeah, yeah you're right I, I kind of i'm one of these people i think a bit like you in a way that um well, by, by the way I'll, um i don't know how you how you edit and whatever but i'm um i'm happy for you to use anything so if we if any of the stuff i'm saying now and you want to use it then by all means use it there's um I'm an open book, so. Um, but yeah, I was going to say that I'm I'm quite similar to you, I think, in that I, I kind of do probably too many things, and then uh, occasionally something has to give. So I'm the same with the podcast. Is every now and again, um, I just have to take a little break to kind of, I suppose, catch up on all the other things that I'm doing. To be honest. Yeah, and sometimes like I feel bad, like because I think like obviously I started off just doing like my lot like my allotment page was really just for me like and I never expected that anybody would want to speak to me or I don't like even like interact with it they just think I just kind of blend into the background of Instagram um and just like I felt like that at the start I felt like that exactly the same it's um it's funny isn't it the whole Instagram thing obviously that's where we've you know there's a little community now and that's where we've kind of met a lot of people and a lot of I suppose we'd kind of call friends as well that we've met through Instagram, through social media. And I, I remember posting for the first time and thinking, what am I doing? Like, what's, I'm just putting a picture of my garden. Who's going to care about this at all? And then I suppose it just it just kind of takes off, doesn't it? And I think that's quite nice is that if you don't plan on doing anything particularly special with it and it takes off and you kind of build these little friendships and things like that, when it, then that happens really organically. That's even better, I think, when it just happens naturally. Yeah, I definitely think it is. I think for me, it was more of a like a confidence thing because, like, I wasn't really like I started gardening with my husband, but you know, he's the more expert of, of the garden out the two out the two of us. But I know more. Like now, like we, I know more stuff about growing food and stuff than he does. He's just not interested in that. But um, I think for me, it was more of a just like let's just put it out there. It was actually one of my my friends who was just like to me um i think you should just start an instagram obviously i was talking to him about my garden and stuff and getting an allotment and just kind of talking about growing and, and teaching people how to grow stuff and he was like i think you should start an instagram and of course i was like no like why would i want to do that and that's kind of and everybody kind of laughs because um obviously like gardener nikki's is not my name is not my name is Nikki, but Gardner is not my second name. Spoiler alert. Um, but, but I just kind of like when I started it, I kind of thought I just I suppose it was like just put it out there because nobody apart from like a couple of people who I told like my close friends um, 
I didn't even tell my husband at first that I was on Instagram. Like, I was just like, I just told like two of my friends. It was like, I've just started an Instagram for the garden and I don't even know what I'm posting. And and, I, and sometimes when I think about it, like you're saying, it, it, we actually are quite similar because I remember like posting, it was January and it was, it was snowing and, and just posting a picture of like herbs. Like that's... That, that, I'm just starting out on my Instagram journey and just thinking, and I actually think I never thought it was going to take off the way it did um, and then give all these opportunities. I never imagined that. Um, When I I started, um, very much like you you said and I said, that you you put it up and you kind of, you don't necessarily, you know, there's no plan for it. You just just put it up and hope that somebody sees it. And then suddenly you get your first like, your first follow, and that—that's quite funny, isn't it? When you—I was thinking about this the other day on Instagram. It's funny when you put your first picture up. At that point, you probably haven't got any followers, or you might have the odd like friend or family member that you might have told about it. But it's funny because you put that first picture up, you've got no idea what you're really doing with Instagram, and everything's quite kind of innocent at that point. You've got no idea about—I don't know—hashtags and all that kind of stuff, and then you just just do it and kind of hope for the best um and it's funny you kind of throw yourself out there aren't you? you don't know what if anyone's going to like it and follow you and it's kind of strange like that when did you join instagram was it during covid it was ironically it was just before covid so in december 2019 i was very ill i've got asthma and I was very ill and I was off work for like basically on the run up to Christmas. I didn't, that, ironically, I didn't get to see my family that Christmas because I was so unwell. Um, and I love Christmas as much as I love gardening. I am like Mrs. Christmas. So that was like devastating for me. And um, my friend had been talking about it like before I got not well. And I don't even know why. I don't know whether it was just like a, thing of fate I was like do you know what I'm gonna do it um and I text him and I was like it was during the Christmas holiday just like that that's it um I've started an Instagram and after Christmas I'm gonna put stuff on it and and then obviously Covid happened and it just yeah. was a mad time yeah wasn't it it was it really was I started uh, on Instagram um I always thought it was right at the very start of Covid but I don't think it was I I think it might have been the June of that year. Um, I keep meaning to go back and have a look, actually. I can't remember what my first post was. Um, I keep meaning to have a look at that as well. But I... We were still... Well, we were stuck at home. I was furloughed, as kind of everybody else pretty much was. I was only furloughed for quite a short period of time. And obviously, I've talked about this before with, um, with a guest on my podcast, and I think we talk about that time almost quite... I suppose affectionately in a way, or kind of nostalgically, and I think obviously it was everything that was, was and kind of is to a certain extent still going on um, in terms of people being ill and, um, and yeah, I'm talking about this, this sad now, obviously, but it's all like deaths and things like that, but there was that kind of period right at the very start where as a gardener was, um, as long as you hadn't got everything awful going on around you, it was actually quite nice in a strange way if you were a gardener. Because you, we had gorgeous weather, um, and we obviously couldn't go out. We could go for our one kind of daily constitutional walk to the shop or whatever it was. And other than that, we were we were stuck at home. And, and as I say, for being a gardener, um, the weather was great. The only real kind of 
paying was that it was really tough to get compost at that point, wasn't it? Um, but as it, you know, other than that, it was a it was a really good time to to be a gardener. And I often wonder about that actually, both in terms of Instagram and um, just in terms of general gardening. How many more new gardeners came to gardening during that time? Because that was one of the only things that we could we could really be doing. Yeah, I think a lot. I think a lot of gardeners came or new gardeners came during lockdown i've seen a lot of people like on like gardeners world or like you know like online and stuff will say oh, i started during lockdown and and i kind of think the same as you like for me you know lockdown had its its part where you couldn't see people but actually like you're saying being in the garden or being able to go like to uh, like to my allotment and do stuff there it was kind of like, I think it was like a different way. I think it stopped everybody and kind of made you see what was important in life more than, and I know you've got to work to pay bills and stuff, but I think it changed everybody's kind of way of thinking that you were just so like, you go to work and you do that and then all of a sudden this is like, no, you can't work here. Um, and for me, I wasn't allowed to go into work for six months. So um, basically I got told on the March, I think it was, um, literally like days before lockdown happened so luckily I, you know people were talking about it um, and saying this, there's going to be a lockdown this is going to happen this is going to happen and I don't know why but I just went and got myself some um, some compost and some seed trays out of Aldi and I stocked up massively on seeds and everything okay. that's so uh, uncanny isn't it really yeah uh-huh. it's funny it's um, funny, I, I, as you say, people were talking about it, and I think there was that period where we, um, you know, it was in the news, and I, there's one there's one time where I remember Boris Johnson being on the news, I can't, I don't know what it's exactly like in Scotland, I know you've been a bit stricter and stuff like that with the restrictions, but I remember right at the very start, um, I remember somebody saying to him, um, are we going to have to wear masks and things like that, and I remember him saying, absolutely not, and then, you know, a good couple, well, a couple of months later, a few weeks later, probably, we were all suddenly having to wear masks, and it was—it's—it's. It's, I think it's just funny, isn't it, that we—I um, don't know—just that we didn't think that this was going to be what it was, and now, you know, two plus years later, we're still kind of here dealing with the ramifications of it. I suppose. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I talk about it as in like I definitely think that people will have like PTSD from what's happened. Like a lot of like a lot of like I work in a nursery so like sometimes like when I'm talking to other professionals you know I'll say I think that you know children will have PTSD about what happens like because of lockdown and not being able to see people and being like put in your house and all these masks coming on and all these different ways of living and a lot of people say no no that's happened and I'm like that doesn't just go away. That trauma on on somebody's yeah. brain or whatever they've, you know, we don't know what they were dealing with. So it's not. Ju- it doesn't just go away. I mean, I think we're all living with it, really. Like it's as if it's like a dream. Like um, we went to like a concert the other <laughs> the other weekend, and I kind of was like a wee bit surreal, like standing around thinking, did COVID happen? Like <laughs> that's just that's two years ago. Um, and it was yeah, we went to Garden as well. Well, I went to Garden as well a few, Garden as well live a few weeks ago, and um, it was great. But I, we, I kind of went and didn't necessarily think about COVID, which was quite nice in a way, because it, it was almost as though things were at that point it kind of felt back back to normal. 
Um, and it was only on the train home I suddenly thought, gosh, you know, we were, were all kind of standing quite close to each other um, and whatnot, and not even really thinking about it. And I think that you know there, there will be people that are still very much on their on their minds, but for all intents and purposes, I think during the thick of it, when it was all very you know. Um, uh, like social distancing and all that kind of stuff was still very much being enforced. I really think at that time a lot of us thought, well, this is life now, this is it, we've all got to wear masks all the time, um, we can never hug anyone again, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's really, it feels as though, it's quite strange, but it feels as though things are they're not back to normal, but you can you can almost live your life, life kind of 95% normally now, can't you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were a wee bit, we were a wee bit later in Scotland with the masks but yeah we don't wear masks anymore um, but yeah aye but it's basically back to normal um, and I just think it's it's kind of funny when you talk about Covid because like you're saying like I remember being in the nursery and even you're talking about Boris Johnson saying no no we're not going to wear masks and you know we were we were being asked like daily um, is the nursery's going to shut? And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Covid, it's fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it, we'll be here. It's like, and then all of a sudden it was like, no, it is not fine. Um, like half the staff had to go home because they couldn't, it wasn't safe to work. You know, like you have to go work from home for the next six months. And I was like, hang on a minute here. We're, we're, and it was kind of, I always kind of think of it in a surreal way because see the day before we found out that that was all happening, we were like our team was all dancing and the kids were all having a good time and everybody right. we had this best party day like the day before it and then all of a sudden it was like the next day it was like everybody was like wow what's going on like covid has happened i think in a way you kind of were a bit naive and you thought um covid's not going to come here you know it's fine we'll be all right and then all of a sudden it's like no it isn't so fine but um it did have its it's for me i think and a funny way if I didn't have COVID like if we didn't have COVID I don't know whether I would have maybe done what I've done I don't know whether I would have prioritised yeah. as much to be in the garden and I totally agree I, I wouldn't um, I think I, we've always dabbled in the garden we've always kind of done bits but not to the extent that we do and absolutely there's no way I don't I certainly don't think that there would be a uh, we would be doing it as much as we are now, spending as much time in the garden. Certainly wouldn't have. I'd never have started a podcast, I'd never have done the writing and stuff like that. I just don't think without that initial bit of time um, that we had to not do anything else. I think, you know, it's been not just not just from a gardening point of view, strangely. I think there, there were other. Sometimes we kind of in this little kind of gardening echo chamber, aren't we? I think, where we were all, that's all we kind of see. But I, I imagine, again, I've said this to someone else, I think that. There are, I imagine that there are other little communities on Instagram as well. There must be a knitting one, there must be a, I know there's a book, um, you know, Bookstagram, there's kind of all that kind of side of Instagram as well. So it's, I imagine that there are loads of other little communities as well that found each other during, um, during lockdown and things like that in the same way that we have the gardening and allotment here, help with allotments and stuff like that. Um, quite interesting to think that there are those other little communities out there. I must say though, like going into like social media was never a big thing for me, um, yeah. and then I never really thought much about it. But actually, the gardening community is so friendly. Like, yeah, you get the odd kind of like comment of you know someone will say, "Oh, that's not how you do it," and and I'm 
I'll just be, I'll be nice soon. It's part of between there, isn't it? It's yeah. Not, there are some, I think you get that, you always get that way, but largely it's so, so positive. Um, and I think that's why it's been such a positive experience. I've had a few, been a few times where there's been the odd, um, the odd kind of grumble and the, um, not necessarily that you're doing it wrong or anything like that, but I've had some strange interactions, I suppose, let's call it. Um, but <laughs> largely it's such a positive community and I think that's why I think that's such a fantastic thing because it does enable brand new gardeners or brand new allotment holders to find this little community as I've kind of said and, and really get going with it quite quickly when you've surrounded yourself with people that are so supportive yeah definitely I mean when I started out people were so supportive who were you know bigger gardeners in the Instagram community and were reaching out to me saying oh you're doing brilliant um and and I'm by no means big on Instagram but I but you know now when I see people who are starting out I'll be like oh well uh, you know I'll I'm encouraging them and saying oh that's fantastic what you've done or like you know you, you try and support each other and I definitely think that I've kind of like I don't have my own social media anymore like all my pages that were like me like uh, were like just rubbish you know like that you were just putting pictures on of like going to personal. Yeah. yeah personal going to, going out for dinner or something I don't have I, I shut them all down and I only have gardening stuff so um that's it I don't see anything else it's just gardening some of my friends and family are on my gardening thing and unfortunately they need to put up on my gardening post but <laughs> but yeah um, everything is, and I think it kind of changes your perspective and I even said that to my husband because my husband was like he had his own like he had his own personal page and then he was getting like he was like oh it's getting sometimes it's dead negative like people put negative stuff on and then that maybe upsets you because you know you're thinking oh that's a negative post or whatever and I was like he likes cars so he likes gardening but he likes doing up cars and stuff and I was like do you know what to do just start your own car kind of Facebook because and then be into your car forums and your car things and and all the posts you'll see is like people who are doing up cars and like you're saying like different wee kind of groups of people and I said that will change your life because then all you're seeing is things that you like and things you're interested in there's still negativity but it will you won't see all that outside stuff it's just like it's your hobby and and it makes you feel a lot better and I definitely think it does because sometimes like my friends will say, you know, or someone's posted this and it's annoyed them and I'm like, I don't see any of that. I just see the garden just looking at flowers <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm just here in my, my gardening bubble. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it, it's just, it's a, I think that's a good thing and I have spoke about it too as well. We were, I was speaking to Jess and JJ, I think from bearded growers they were talking about like how they had seen a difference by like having just their gardening pages and how it kind of changed their perspective on social media um and i and i think even like with tiktok i don't know if you've got tiktok i have got tiktok but um i feel far too old to have tiktok i've um i kind of um i suppose i don't i don't want to I, I love Instagram, I really, really do. But I think a lot of people are sharing a similar frustration that, um, is that I think they change the algorithm around quite a bit, and, um, quite a lot lately, and it, it, it can sometimes kind of bury certain posts. Obviously, they really favour reels over anything else. And I'm, I make reels and stuff as well, but 
so it doesn't necessarily affect me too much. But I, in kind of the interest of knowing what else is out there, I'm, I'm on Twitter and I'm on um, I'm on TikTok. I've got a Facebook page, but I don't, don't really use it. But I really like TikTok actually. I never thought I would, but I, I really quite like it. And there's quite a small gardening community on there, but it's definitely um, it's definitely getting bigger. Yeah, I mean, I, TikTok was 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 not for me. I didn't want to do TikTok because I was never really about making videos, and then I got yeah, more no, confident. <laughs> You're almost forced into it, aren't you? I think with Instagram stuff, and then I ended up enjoying it. It's funny though. Yeah, I definitely like. I I was kind of forced into it, and then now, um, yeah, now I I'm on TikTok all the time. I put well, I I think as well the good thing about you're talking about algorithms as well on TikTok is that majority of the time it's like what you like so if you see a gardening post or whatever um then you know it kind of puts on gardening stuff so it's not like it kind of tailors to you what you like as well and i've met like um i've met a a variety of people like people who are like i would never ever meet like i've had people on the show who have been in america canada um you know all these different places and i'm like wow you would never ever like meet these people in everyday life talking about gardens and i think that the internet although it sometimes has bad points it can bring you together as well so i definitely think it's a good thing just even this just even this conversation like we um and you know your podcast and my podcast and things like that we couldn't do that in the way that we do it without the internet and without the kind of the various um, different platforms and stuff that are. It'd just be, you just couldn't possibly do it. No, you definitely could. You definitely need the internet. Um, and I think it's a, it is good. I always sometimes think it's amazing because like we're talking to each other and it almost just sounds like even though we're not in the, in the same room, you can imagine that we are just chatting yeah. to each other across yeah. the room at Gardener's World or something and saying, Oh, how did like what are you doing in your garden or whatever? So I think it is a definitely a positive thing, and and I think gardening for me is kind of just took over, took over my life a wee bit, um, and now I'm yeah, just a wee it bit. It does though, doesn't it? It's, yeah. It's an obsessive um, <laughs> something. It's not just gardening by any means, but there's something about gardening that just becomes does become quite obsessive. It's kind of a just take over your life, and I'm sure your husband says the same, and I certainly know that my wife thinks that it's taken over my life definitely. Yeah, yeah. So it, it becomes one of those things that you feel like you kind of eat, sleep and breathe. It's just, it's gardening. It's funny how it just completely takes over. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. But I, I mean, at first I was a bit like, oh no, it's okay. Now I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm fine. I've accepted it. It's took over yeah. my life. But for the better, it's a good thing to be. Yeah, there's, wor- there's definitely worse things to be addicted to, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Gardening's certainly not one of the, not one of the bad ones. So did, so when did you start gardening? Did you start in lockdown or was it before? Started in lockdown properly, yeah. But I, I've kind of always... Um, I've always gone to a certain extent, I think, um, to a different level than, than I do now, definitely. But my, um, I always remember being being young and like my mom uh, gardening. I remember just kind of endlessly, or I've got the memory of uh, just endlessly weeding. Um, and both of my like nans and stuff garden. But it's, I think it's mainly my mom really that I kind of got it from. And then I think from when I was little, I always used to help like, with weeding and, and whatever while I was playing outside. And then I think when we first bought a house, um, kind of did it. And I think like a lot of people, unless you're massively into it at that kind of younger age, 
is that you know you'll mow the lawn and you'll keep things tidy you might weed but other than that it's kind of really minimum and i think we've been the uh in this house oh i don't know how long we've been here maybe i don't know maybe seven years or something um six or seven years and again i think when we moved in i probably didn't take it seriously but certainly uh since that kind of the start of lockdown when i when I did start to take it more seriously, I did do it before that. But certainly couldn't have told you couldn't have told you three or four years ago what what kind of any plants were really outside of that's a sunflower, that's a rose, kind of all the obvious things. So kind of roll on two or three years later. I can I think it's it's kind of mad when I think about it, like how I can just walk around our garden and find whatever it is. I could go to a garden and know what a lot of things are. And that knowledge, I think, with gardening, you pick up so quickly, I think, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And then again, like we've been saying, where you become quite obsessive about it, and you surround yourself with kind of gardening. I don't know about you, but I um, I have got a personal Instagram, but I kind of only use this this one, really. But almost everything that I do on my phone, outside of work, or kind of like texting friends, or whatever, my wife, everything on my phone is pretty much I'll be on Instagram or I'll be on Twitter or I'll be on um, TikTok and it's all kind of constantly surrounded by gardening or reading a gardening book, reading a gardening magazine. There's suddenly all of that kind of, um, I suppose, knowledge and kind of knowing plants and things like that comes quite quickly and comes quite naturally, doesn't it? Is that the same with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I am the exact same. Everything apart from my husband, my dogs, like my family, everything else, like outside work, is is now became gardening. Like there's, um, and and I think I got a passion for the garden, but also got a passion for talking about like gardening, how it helps mental health. I think, like I've seen, like through my husband, like how it helps him. And I really just wanted to talk more to people. And I was talking to my boss um, before I finished up for the summer. Um, we finished up in Scotland already. Um, and I was talking to her about it. And, she, and I kind of, like, I was never someone who would want to stand up and speak about stuff before I started this journey. And I was just kind of saying to her, I was telling her all about, like, how I became a little bit obsessed with the fact of... I wa- <coughs> sorry I wanted to understand like what is it about the garden that helps people's mental health and then when I started to look into it um like about the soil and how the soil has like microbes and like when you put your hands in the dirt I don't know about you but I- unless I'm like pruning like roses or something that or like raspberries that are really really like will hurt you I don't like I've never really liked using gloves so I've always had my hands in the dirt and that. I knew you were going to say that. I put up, it's funny because I um, I'm exactly the same. I I never wear gloves and um, exactly the same if I, unless I'm kind of doing roses or if it's kind of um, I don't know like conifers or something like that. Then I am exactly the same. There's just something about having your hands in the in the soil. And I, I put up a post on Instagram probably I don't know if it was last year or the year before that was a picture of my hands, but one had got a glove on and one was just covered in dirt and I I just said like what do you wear gloves or do you not wear gloves um, or something along those lines and it's one of my most commented on posts because everyone has got an opinion on it and I was really surprised how many people um, wear gloves I don't know why but because I don't I just I don't know 
there are people that rightly so have got either got perhaps I don't know allergies or something towards soil and they kind of have to eat this. But um, I couldn't believe how divided it was. But I couldn't. I, I couldn't wear gloves all the time. It drives me mad. I mean, I what I'm doing as well. yeah. I mean, I do have gloves like for the garden, but they just never get used. I start. Yeah, I started off with them, like, and then like, see when you're, I was weeding because that's how I started off. Um, was weeding because my husband has arthritis, so he couldn't. At the time, he's getting better now, like he's on better um, medication. But at the time when we got this house, like five six years ago, he couldn't he wouldn't be able to bend down and do the weeding because it would be too sore for him. So I would, I became the weeder. So for me, that I, when I was doing the weeding at first, I would have gloves and then I was like, I can't actually get the weeds. So I'd take them off and then I would just end up with muddy finger muddy fingernails. I mean, my fingernails are always covered in mud anyway. But, um, and I, I just don't wear it now. And when I found out about like the whole microbes in the soil that were like an, a natural antidepressant like I was like wow like this is amazing like nobody tells you that like like that is when you're t- putting the kind of soil on your hands you're actually absorbing something that's going to help you like your mental health and um, it's Absolutely. just so natural and and, and, my, my... and it, it, there's more to it than just that as well with the, with the soil I um, I'm not kind of um, uh, promoting the podcast in any way at all, but this week I spoke to Carl Dowding and he was talking about um, obviously soil health and the, the um, sorry not soil health, but how soil affects you physically as well. And um, it's there are obviously different chemicals within it, but even the, I can't remember the names of it now, which is now, but even just eating a tiny amount of soil, so just something that might be like a potato or a carrot, whatever. That has positive um, effects on you as well. Can't remember annoyingly what the chemical is, but just eating a, a tiny amount of soil. I'm not saying go out in the garden and grab a handful of soil and start munching on it, but just a bit that's on the potato or whatever has a really positive um, physical or um, kind of chemical effect on you. I can't imagine it does because to like this week uh, at the weekend there I harvested some onions and. I always challenge myself now. Like I like to do, I like to challenge myself with stuff to grow or like things to like. Every garden year, I'm always saying I'm going to try this, 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 and I wanted to grow onions and garlic. And so, like for me, like what you're talking about, like the whole feeling of thinking, wow, like I grew these, like um, when I brought them home, <laughs> and and they were they were, they're small onions compared to the ones you get in the shop. But I didn't care because for me, I'm like. I grew that. Like, what better feeling is there? You can go to Tesco and get an onion, but you didn't grow that. Like, that was something that you grew, and I think it just no kind of gives you like, yeah, wow. Yeah, we, we, exactly. We dabbled a bit with um, veg this year. We we haven't got a massive garden, so we haven't got a tremendous amount of space to do it. But we've we did potatoes in bags, and we've done them in bags before, but not anywhere near kind of as successful as we have been yeah potatoes so i'm doing an experiment this year that's upsetting my husband because because um because i've got some in my raised bed so he he made me a little raised bed um it's quite a big one i'm saying little we have got quite we're we're lucky we've got quite a big garden that's kind of what's sold the house to us we've got a quite massive garden and um he gave me like a he built me a, a mini allotment i call it and um i wanted to do the experiment of like doing them in the raised bed and doing them in a bag 
Um, and he's not very impressed with the foliage because he says it, it, they're not very nice to look at. I mean, I think they look uh, lovely. No, <laughs> I don't mind them. The flowers are quite nice. I, I don't mind them. I could understand why people wouldn't, but I quite like them. I think it's just because obviously he's got so when we started our garden we just had stones like so the bit where I've got like my grown bit and we've got all the borders around it that's changed like dramatically over the over lockdown we'd like remodeled part of the garden um and now the ponds are kind of project this year and I think that's it's good to have someone as well like who is like maybe has a different kind of in the garden like I'm more fruit and veg and my husband's more into like flowers yeah. and and I like wildlife. So I think if you've got like a partner who is, you know, you kind of bounce off each other. But yeah, I think sometimes he, he looks at it and you just think, and I can kind of see what he's meaning because he's looking at it thinking it doesn't look pretty. For, but to me, I'm thinking it doesn't need to look pretty because you're going to eat it and the, and the foliage is going to go away anyway once the potatoes are ready. So, do you know what? Yeah. I think it's just everybody's different, but um, but yeah, I do like to challenge yeah. myself. Do you do you like to kind of think about when you're gardening this year? I'm going to try. I don't know. Try growing this, or is it? Do you have it set yeah. out in your mind? No, I like to think that I've got it all planned. But I don't think I necessarily do, and I'm quite. I, I realise this more as I go on. I'm quite a messy gardener, um, not in terms of the actual kind of messiness of the garden, but I'm not. I'm not much of a. I say I'm not much of a planner. I will really try to plan things like bulbs because I bulbs are my um, are the thing that I love the most. I just absolutely love tulips and alliums and uh, daffodils. I just kind of. I'm a, I'm not a spring gardener, but I kind of live for live for spring. Really, I just love that flush of kind of new growth. So I'll always plan um, what tulips I'm going to have and all that kind of stuff. But otherwise, I, I've kind of got a rough outline um, of what I like. Do, or what I've wanted to do for the last couple of years, um, I've had an outline of that, and then it's funny because there's a, por- a portion of our garden that is is effectively kind of a rockery, really. Um, it's very kind of full sun, really dry. It's kind of on a slight slight incline, or um, yeah, slight kind of little hill, and all the water kind of runs up, so it's quite dry. So, but I've always wanted that to just be completely full of salvias and lavender um, and kind of mainly purples and whites so I got a really clear picture of that before I started doing it and this is kind of the first time I'm looking at it thinking that's like 90% of the way there for what I wanted that to look like and then the rest of the garden is kind of a bit open to change every year so like there's a portion this year where we've done sunflowers at the back by the fence and then we've done got a gladiolite like kind of coming up in the middle of the border and we've got dahlias at the front um, and that's the first time we've done that. So there's kind of bits and bobs that I feel like we change every every year. Um, but there are things that we always do. So we'll always do some flowers. We'll always have um, bulbs and stuff like that. But everything else, I think we try to change as much as possible. Because it's nice to grow the things that you really enjoy. But there's too many plants to just only ever grow the same thing. That's what I think anyway. Yeah, definitely. There, I mean, I'm quite lucky that um, I do have the grown space at the allotment because I get to grow things that maybe... I, I mean, I do have some of the things that I have here at the allotment, but, you know, I get to grow things that maybe 
I could have space in my garden, but I'd probably end up taking it over the garden, and my husband wouldn't be very <laughs> wouldn't be very happy because it would just be like a a sea of veg and fruit. But um, it, I'm lucky that I've got that kind of space that I can go and do and develop myself. And and I was talking to like one of my allotment like neighbours like because I was like it's quite good because I, I do like quite bright colours whereas my you know my husband's likes quite he likes like the gardening colours to me which is like you know like reds and blacks and greys and and you know he kind of kind of sticks to that whereas I'm quite like I like bright colours so like my allotment's obviously pink and purple <laughs> and and everybody always comments on it, like it's so bright it's so nice like and I'm like but it's just my little space to just go up and just do mathing yeah, exactly. and design it and and it's I suppose it's a bit of when you're doing a garden it's kind of like you're kind of designing a bit of you into a space and and you can run with it and change yeah. it so and it's always evolving you know people say to me um oh my god I've just got a garden and like um sometimes I have people asking me about my peony rose like I had someone ask me that the other day like um mine's is really small and I just bought it and I'm like well that's taken me like three years to get it to be that big and and this is the first time it's flowered three flowers so I'm like sometimes gardening is not just a you know like bulbs like if you get like daffodils or tulips and things they're they're beautiful and and they're quite quick growing and and they give you this lovely whereas sometimes like things take years to kind of get bigger and grow and you just have to sometimes be patient yeah exactly i think that's um i think really teaches uh patience doesn't it i think um but it's not necessarily a pursuit if you have got no patience at all um it's, there's very kind of little instant, um, I suppose, kind of gratification. Unless you've got, you're absolutely loading and you know, fill up the car from the garden centre all the time. But um, I quite, that's what I really like about gardening, though, is that um, I suppose that having to wait for it, it's, it can be quite painful sometimes. But especially, like I said, about the bulbs. If you really like bulbs and you're kind of going hell for leather in autumn, planting all your tulips and daffodils and stuff like that. That those kind of two or three, sometimes four months that you've got to wait for those bolts can be really, I don't know, quite agonising sometimes. I find that really hard waiting for the, for the spring bolts to come up. I can understand. I, I understand exactly how you feel because, like, I really wanted, like, this is my second year, but... I really wanted to do a bulb lasagna so this was like two years ago and I said to like as I say that was the starting of my gardening obsession and my husband was like what do you want what do you want for your, your birthday and I was like um stuff to make a bulb lasagna he's like a what he's <laughs> like is that not something you eat lasagna and I was like trying to explain to him what it was and he was like so basically you're just putting layers of bulbs and I was like yeah but they all come up in different times and um and I was like in that year and even actually this year like see when it because it's died now this is a spring so it's, it's done its thing and it was beautiful and they were lovely but yeah now it's now it's just a pot of like that's it it's it's done its thing to next year and i kind of i'll always kind of get excited when i see it growing again i'm like oh the bulbs have started coming out again we don't really have a lot of bulbs in the garden um we have like a lot of perennials like stuff that come back and we're trying to do more kind of shrubs and and things that are because we because we've got such a big we've got such big space in the borders like sometimes like we've got bedding plants just now and we've 
we've planted out quite a lot and we've, we have been to the garden centre quite a lot um, and it still looks as if it's got gaps and it's just because we used to have one big border and then we split that into about five or six and then put paths in so now we used to have it in it and we used to have a tree in the middle like our apple tree in the middle um whereas now it's all kind of spread out and it just yeah i think sometimes you need to kind of have things that are just kind of do their own thing or like things you know that maybe shrubs that are um like evergreen that maybe just give you color throughout the year and and i think that's just kind of learning as well like things that you're totally right i really like perennials i think there's what's great about a perennial is that you even if you're um completely you know you're completely fresh to garden you've kind of got no idea what you do you know nine times out of ten you plant a perennial um and you leave it and you let it die back i mean there's some kind of disgracefully but you, you know they'll come back and that's what's really good but I, I'm the same as you I, I really love a nice um, evergreen as well I really like the hebees, um yeah me too really, yeah we've got a really nice one I don't know the variety of Louisville, but it's the most right now I wish I could show you but what right now it's got the most gorgeous it's completely covered in kind of tiny white flowers and this time of night when I this tends to be the time that I'll go around in water um inevitably i don't i don't water all over it but there's the odd time that i'll just scatter the water over it and the amount of kind of moths and little kind of bees and things that will fly off it it's absolutely covered in pollinators it's fantastic and again that that's evergreen so that will be it will lose the flowers but it will be green all the way through it's nice to have that greenery all the way through winter um but i i think my kind of biggest not a goal with the garden, but it's, it's to try and, I suppose, do more, do more for winter interest because I, like I say, I'm much more of a spring and kind of summer gardener. But I'd like to be able to do more so that there's much more to enjoy through winter as well. But that's, um, I mean, say it's difficult. But I think when you're trying to do so much in spring and summer as well, it's then really difficult to keep that that interest going throughout the whole of winter. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that's something that I maybe struggle with is, but I think for me probably because, ironically, I got the polytunnel space was that I could potter about in winter. So, like, um, yeah. I, like, planted bulbs and stuff, like, November, December. And, like you, I was waiting for them to come up, like, tulips and daffodils and, and things. And, like, I started making a mini pond and I think... Yeah, I think so. I think for me, I, I feel the same because I do love this time. And I think sometimes when you're not a gardener, like people will say to me, "Oh, gardening!" Like, and they'll be like, "I'm like, it's such a short space of time." And they're like, "It's not." And I'm like, "It is such a short." Well, you might in England, I think you probably get longer than us in Scotland. We really, we're really like the now is okay usually like from july and then august and then it's like that's a wee bit of august and then that's us the weather starts to change um and it's kind of not as nice um and i'm like it's such a short time and they're like it's not a short time and i'm like it is a short time they're like march to like march to like august is long and i'm like it's not really because it just goes so fast like i think you start to think about what's going to happen I think that's what I do during the winter as well is like I'll sit and plan like what I want to do the next year because I like even though 
I have such a I do have small growing spaces for the food I still like to like crop rotate and not put things where they were unless like my raspberries and strawberries I kind of leave them where they are but um yeah I like to kind of plan like what we'll be doing next year or like and then I say to my husband you know sometimes like there people laugh at me I'll be like see next year can we do can we do this and he'll be like mm, okay but he's actually started saying to me because we got um we got the pond mold delivered so it was on a pallet and he said to me and I do like to recycle and use pallets and he said we've got a pallet there so we could put that beside the pond and we could put it on the fence and you know you could have little you could have stuff in it and then when I went to Gardener's World and saw Francis's garden which was completely my type of garden I, I, I just loved it I was like and I got ideas of like I said oh we could have the palette and then we could have some little bits for bugs in it as well because that's one of my passions is like having bug hotels and um and just like like my husband's kind of stepmom she was saying to me how do I get how do I get wildlife into the garden and I was like you just build a garden and then they will come and she's like I don't know what you mean and I was like just make a garden and then they will come just just get flowers just get stuff and then they will start to come into the garden you make a garden yeah, yeah. they just they just come you're totally right um, yeah you're totally right I mean, like, we like to do that as much as possible again we haven't really got a small garden but um planting for pollinators is just um i think it's, it's kind of always on your mind really but it's, there's nothing better than kind of a, a summer day or even there really where you you just see your plants covered in covered in bees there's just nothing better than that than no there's not and even if it's just like so we've just recently got a beehive up at the um well beehives i should say up at the allotment and I was beyond excited. I'm still excited, right? And because um, one of the members, like, and I actually heard, like, from another member. So we were talking to one of the committee, and he was saying um, that the the man was going to give up his beehives because it was so, they were somewhere else that was quite far away, and he had to drive like forty five minutes to get to them. And he was really passionate about them, but he, you know, he was saying it was just been too hard. We try to do work in the allotment, and I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, imagine he'd given them up, like, and I know someone else probably would have took them on that was more, that was was the same passion and stuff, but I thought, wow, like, just how amazing it is. We could say, you know, that we're taking them on and, like, everybody's so passionate at the allotment and, like, everybody's going to, like, we want to do, like, a wildflower bit for them and everybody's growing stuff for the bees and I, I just think it's just amazing. Like, I remember, like, Years ago, I think I must have been, I don't know if I was 20 or, or maybe 19, but I went to see this film and it was it was called The Happening. And it was, I can't remember anything else that really happened in the film. But I remember, like, the message in the story was, like, so if bees die, like, humans only have four years. And, like, I was like, oh, my goodness, like, that's, a, that's really scary. And, I, like, from then I always thought that is true like we really have to look after bees like a lot of people just say it's just a bee and I'm like no like bees and wasps and you know all the different butterflies and everything they they help us get food and flowers and pollinate like we need insects like all of the insects to like live that's the thing is I think a lot of people unless unless you're you know a gardener it's that whole thing of what they mean to us and I think not just uh, sorry not what they mean to us is what they mean to all of the 
uh, all the other parts of the chain. But then, then again, what it means to us, not just bees, but pollinators in general. Um, about in terms of being able to pollinate so that we've got fruit and vegetables and stuff like that, I don't think that's, um, not everybody knows that. And I think that's the, that's the importance of pollinators that I think as gardeners we can fully appreciate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the more you look into it, the more you find out, like, because I wasn't ever a big fan of wasps, because wasps obviously sting you more. But um, when I started growing sweet corn in the garden, then, like, I had wasps going into, like, I think they were, like, eating the sap or whatever. And I was like, why are they going in there? And I was like, do you know what? They're actually helping the sweet corn, like... Are even like ants, so ants on my peony. A lot of people didn't don't know that they'll just think, oh, that's an ant. But the ants were like eating the sap to help the the kind of bud open up. Like insects have got like a big kind of, yeah. you know, they help like the, the in the world of like gardening and and it just in biodiversity, like you know, in trees and things. I think just yeah. you just have to kind of learn about it and say that we all need to look after um everything because sometimes i get quite upset about like you know people say oh foxes coming in my garden and i was like well the foxes are coming in the garden because they're, they're you know we're taking their we're taking their habitat away by making too many houses yeah. and i know people I need mean, houses it's very rare that a fox <laughs> will come in and really do a tremendous amount of damage like it's all part and parcel isn't it yeah de- i mean we used to have a fox in our old house it was um and it used to, it came in with its cub as well. And my other dog that passed away, um, she used to play with the fox and and its cub. And and it was quite nice to watch. And there was no like the fox wasn't like it wasn't um, aggressive or anything. It, it used to come in and we would we would you know we would play with my dog and you know we would give it some foods and stuff. And I know lots of people who like feed foxes and people are like oh no 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 don't give them it. And, and I'm kind of like why, like. If they're not, if they're coming into your garden, and they're not doing anything, and they're just, just coming in for a visit or whatever, or you're giving them something to eat. Like, what's the harm in doing it? I mean, I just think, wow. Like, people just see wildlife and think, I don't want that. Like, I don't want bees. I don't want butterflies. I don't, I don't want that. And I'm, and I, I mean, I don't really like spiders, but I've grown to love them now because I've got yeah, over a. Got f- their price. That, that's the thing, isn't it? I don't think. You know, unless you're a massive spider fan, I think there's not many people that yeah. you know love spiders, but they have a really invaluable part of the, they're a really invaluable part of the, the whole chain. That's the everything that's there is there for a reason. I think unless the only thing that really kind of gets on my wick in the garden are slugs, but, but that's only because they're eating plants that I don't necessarily want them to eat. So I quite often think that it's really good to have like almost like sacrificial plants and that they can kind of munch on and you can move them away from but again you know they they do more good than they do harm um it's just about about them getting to the right plants and things if you the trouble is if you've got lots and lots of slugs in your garden chances are you're not going to be able to effectively grow tons of hostas and loads and loads of dahlias and stuff like that if you've got a really slug ridden garden but then that's just how you have to adapt your your garden to suit the um or suit what you adapt your your growing kind of suit your surroundings there yeah definitely I mean I agree with you in the sense of like when we first started gardening but then that was just the way it was like my when we got this house six seven years ago and even before that like it was the way of if you had something in your garden you would get a spray or you would 
you know, you would get rid of it, you know, you would you would get the spray and you would spray it and that was it, they were they were gone. Because um, you didn't want them to damage the plants. Whereas now, like, we, now we're like, let them live. And even, like, I, I was growing broccoli last year and there was, like, a cabbage white butterfly that, was, that came and it laid lots of eggs and made lots of caterpillars. And, yeah, the caterpillar had munchies out of lots of stuff in my um my mini allotment but it didn't damage the plant they still grew the fruit i still got to harvest the stuff and they got to do their whole life cycle and have babies and then have butterflies and i just thought you know what's the harm in them really so i think that we've just kind of we have just now since we've moved to this house and got our own garden and designed it we have became that we just have to let if we want wildlife in then you have to let all the wildlife in you can't just say i don't want don't want specific ones you've just got to let everybody kind of live and and luckily we do get a lot of slugs but um luckily they don't really damage too much i mean we've got lots of dahlias and they don't seem to go for them really um we seem to be okay. Uh, we, I mean, we've put a lot of protection in this year. So, uh, we, I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with them. Necessarily prepared for the onslaught of slugs and things that we were going to get. Because um, we have got quite a lot of slugs in our garden. Uh, and it only takes a slight drop of rain and suddenly out of nowhere. It's just all the slugs are out on the path. But I just wasn't necessarily prepared for that last year. And I think that was that was really frustrating because of the everything just got completely trashed and I but this year we've just made sure that we've put um I suppose precautions we've got slug rings and we've got this really good um slug and snail kind of barrier it's like a non-toxic barrier um it's a natural thing and we've done nematodes and all that kind of stuff and there's, there's not been that many nematodes if any I don't think so it's just about um, I'm happy for the slugs to be about in the garden as long as they're just not damaging the plants that you're putting loads of effort into and I think you, know, you can live even with the things that seem to be really disruptive or whatever sort of just slugs perhaps they don't cause us too much problem now um, it's about just finding that balance where you can kind of live in harmony with them I suppose and let them do their thing and you do your thing and if you're not really getting in each other's way yeah, I totally agree with that. Actually, I, I, we were actually me and my husband were talking about that the other day when he was actually putting some bedding plants out. He was like, "I haven't seen a lot of slugs this year," and I was like, "No, I haven't either." It's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know what's happened, but quite wet. Oh, I don't know. What, I don't know what that's about. I mean, maybe not particularly wet, but I mean, but it's um, it's fairly wet. But there's just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's our garden or whatever, but. Literally, the, the slightest kind of hint of rain, and our path that kind of runs the length of the garden, it's just, I mean, it's not covered in slugs and snails, but they just appear out of nowhere, and there's, there's loads of them suddenly. I don't know what, I don't know where they're from, but obviously living in the undergrowth. When we moved into this house, we had, we had stones, and there was a little tiny patio that was like, probably like five um, slabs, and when we started lifting that up, there was like 25 slugs and then it's just kind of and that's how we've just had to live with them but um but this year i haven't really seen many um i don't know why it's kind of weird but um i'll have to I'll, now i'll be looking for them i'm sure they are somewhere yeah. <laughs> maybe they're in somebody yeah, else's maybe. garden who's getting nicer yeah. <laughs> or like her garden's not nice to eat she lets us eat the stuff it's not as fun anymore let's move on <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, and ironically, that's uh, like I put a butterfly house in, and I was looking at it the other day because my mum was watching the dog for us to go down to um, Gardener's World, and she was like, "What's that? And what's this?" And um, I was like, "Oh, that's a butterfly house." And then I said, "So I said to my husband, I was like, do you know the butterfly house? I said it's actually got a spider living in it, and I think the spider's had." babies I says but you know what kind of like it is for bugs to live in okay it's called a butterfly house but obviously a spider has found a nice house in there and now it's having its babies so <laughs> I'm like okay well that's kind of I mean it will give causing you any trouble no they're not causing you any trouble so I'm kind of like eh, well it's doing its thing it's not a butterfly but it, it, it's gave up my house so um, we've added a lot of, yeah a lot of stuff and a lot of um like birds were bird houses and like bird viewers and things so i think it takes like years for you to, like you're saying to get what you want in the garden i think you necessarily have an idea but it just doesn't happen overnight it's and sometimes that's frustrating because at first when you want to start you're just like i want it all like yesterday um but now i'm just i think it's quite exciting like the pond we're, we're trying to get time to do that um but obviously I got the great opportunity of being on TV doing the, the um, Beach Grove this year. So that takes, it takes up longer than you think it would. You know, it takes up like maybe like two weeks where you're trying to do like different kind of filming bits. And that's what I was saying. Um, I put a post on the other day about it was I was listening to Monty talking about how he films. And... I was sitting kind of listening to him and I was like quite a lot of the things he was saying like you have to have the same t-shirt there was a guy like Jen you don't necessarily you know we watch that for an hour on the old beach Coast half an hour isn't it? but when you watch Gardens World for an hour every week you don't realise just how much work and effort goes into that I think we we kind of watch Monty in, um, in his garden at Longmeadow and we don't necessarily appreciate all of that that work that goes on in that garden or just even to make the program yeah i i didn't i, I didn't appreciate i mean i love monty monty is like my favorite gardener monty francis and adam and like you're saying um when yeah, i went I down like when i went down to gardener's world I luckily like I saw Adam coming right past me like he, he literally like walked past my shoulder and I was like oh my god there's Adam and like I, we went after him not like I, I wasn't like pure screaming or anything I was just like oh there's Adam <laughs> let's go this way and then my husband was like okay and then it, it was really weird right because it was almost like surreal because like I was so busy at Gardner's World and everybody was just buzzing about and then he was standing filming but nobody else was like watching it was just me and my husband and I thought this girl next to me was like a fan as well but she was actually for Gardner's World magazine so she was taking pictures of him and I was what and I was watching him speaking to the camera so he was doing all these different kind of shots of like saying the same sentence and then he was adding bits on it and stuff and I and I was laughing and I said to my husband I was trying to say it quietly because he was filming I was like I was like oh look Adam has to do things a couple times too like and uh, my husband was like yeah that's how people film it's not just you because I think in my head I was like you know you have to do different bits and you have to do kind of like it's not just one shot so there'll be a shot of me like speaking and then there'll be like 
shots in my hand but it has to be the same same words you're saying and then you have to have other bits that you can do voiceovers and um and it's been great i've loved it it's it's been a great um opportunity but i think for me now it's kind of changed the way i look at the gardening programs because now i look at them and think that takes so much work for them just to get this bit and yeah. and i totally yeah, appreciate exactly. it the that we were watching as carol was uh, i watched it that night and it was probably the bit that she was doing. She was she was on uh, she was in the floral market. She was just stood in front of the nursery um, the nursery stand, and she was just talking about the different plants that are on there. It was kind of like a um, a border um, essentially, and she was talking about the different combinations and stuff. And the the thing that was on the telly was probably no longer than I don't know three minutes, but still watching it for half an hour. And, that was only to get a couple of shots, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't any, anywhere near the three minutes that the piece was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just such a, such a skill. I could watch people doing that all day long, like just talking about plants. Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, like people say to me, "Oh, you're you're quite confident on the TV," and I'm like, "No, I wasn't." Like I said, it, I used to always fit. I used to film, and I do do a lot of film with myself, so or like with, you know, like ring lights or like, um, tr- you know, tripods and things. And I'm talking to the phone, or I'm talking to. I've got a camera which I really need to start using. Um, but I think I'm just so used to the phone that I'm like, it's it's a new thing. So I'm trying to kind of get used to. It. I'm like, that's my challenge for this summer is to start recording with the proper camera, like GoPro. Um, and I was like, do you know how hard it, it was? Quite hard for me to actually because my husband never ever watched me filming myself um because like i was never confident like doing that in front of people i used to just i wasn't even that confident at first and it was really because of the kids so like when i was when we it was during lockdown like i i sent out um sunflower seeds and compost um well my work did ask them to get that stuff and they ordered it sent out to all the nursery kids and all the kids and their families were all growing stuff and sending me videos into facebook and um so then i had to give videos back and even though it was only me looking at my own phone like it would take like 20 20 takes at first for me to, just to say like a couple of lines to the kids and i think that kind of got me used to filming and then I started just kind of saying to myself right just do it for Instagram just just get used to it and when I had to like Beach Grove woman was like the Beach Grove woman was like to me your husband can film you and then you know just send and and you know it was so hard the first time he had to film me because there was somebody standing behind the camera watching me and it was like I can't do this and my husband was like you can do it you do it for instagram just pretend i'm not here and i'm like right okay i'm like right okay and now i've got like when it went to like my allotment i was completely like i'd got it after a couple of times like i was like that's it um i've got it now and i'm just used to it whereas it did take me a wee bit just to get used to someone being there um and my husband was like imagine if it was actually the beach grove standing here and you're like i can't do it and that was like it was a wee bit like just getting over my own kind of kind of fear of like someone standing filming you and i think yeah, probably a lot of people like that really um i don't know how you film how do you film your stuff No, that again, it's it's crackling up a bit. I don't know why. I think my phone battery's going. I haven't bought a bloody charge up to the up to the garage. What was that last bit that you said? I said, uh, oh sorry, I said, um, I said, how do you film your stuff for like Instagram and that? Do you film yourself or does your wife film you or? 
No, I do it all myself. Do it all myself. So my, we've got two, uh, we've got two kids, and um, so they're kind of normally running around um, while I'm in the garden. But I tend to do. It's funny, isn't it? I do a lot of my gardening on the evening because, again, like you, I work full time, and um, gardening is still you know, just a, it's a hobby, really. Um, and I, yeah, I do everything pretty much on the evening or very first thing in the morning when everyone's still in bed. Um, there's a little garden that goes on at the weekend. Um, so yeah, I do I do it all of it myself. I've got a uh, crappy little tripod. I need to get a better one really, but it's such a flimsy little thing. And um, anything that I'll film, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it on that, or I'll just hold it. To be honest, just hold it at arm's length. So I don't do anything. I don't do anything fancy with the um, with anything that I'll film. I just yeah, I do it all myself. Yeah, I, I think probably a lot of people are like that. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's just it's been a total learning curve for me. So um, and I, I'm I'm totally grateful for it that that I got the opportunity to do it. Um, I've got so I've got I'm on in Thursday again. So I've got another two, and then I think yeah August. So this is July. I so July August September when it fits. So two more, and then that's me. So um, yeah, you never know. I love being great yeah. I really like, I like Gardening World, um, and um, I do I do watch it, but I really really like Beat Grove. I, I just stumbled across it on iPlayer, and I never miss it now. I just I just think it's great. I think it's because to, for me, Gardening World's great, but sometimes an hour feels like too long, and I quite like the fact that Beat Grove is half an hour but still crams in quite a lot. And I think what I really like about Beat Grove is that the majority of it is just in you know as it is with your stuff. Is that it's all in people's actual? I say people's actual gardens, like though long long meadow isn't once you've gotten. Obviously it is, but I just think there's something about seeing it in a kind of a, a realistic garden. Um, long meadow is gorgeous, but it's not something that everyone can kind of necessarily aspire to. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Uh, me and my husband have conversations about that, and that's one of the reasons why he likes Beech Grove, is because he'll yeah. say. Beach Grove's more a- attainable for an everyday gardener, whereas Monty's garden is beautiful. But like he'll tell you himself, like when asked when I saw him the last time at Gardens World, he was talking about a pot that he had that was three hundred pound. Not every not everybody in the garden is going to be able to go out and get a pot for you know a plant. This this the pot is three hundred pound, whereas like you know in the, in the Beach Grove it's more like you think, oh, I'm going to try that, you know, and they've got little hints and tips and things. And I do, I mean, I know a lot of people maybe didn't necessarily, some people were a bit kind of against, like, gardeners coming on, like, like me doing me bits in, in your own garden, but I think it's actually quite good. And I do like, I like the ones in Gardeners World too. Um, but, yeah, I like both of them. I think the gardeners are more... One of my favourite gardeners are on Gardeners World. I do like the Beach Grove gardeners, but um, I think just I think it's just what I started watching. I mean, my husband used to watch them all yeah. the time, and and I never really used to pay attention to them when I before I started to get into the garden. Then I think yeah, I know what you mean. I, I'm happy to watch anything. I'm I'm not you know I, I like I'll always watch Gardeners World, but it's it's gone. If there's if there's something on the telly that's garden related, then I'll watch it. No matter what it is, I'll watch. I'll watch everything to be honest. Oh, me too. I watch, um, I think it's Garden Rescue. Garden Rescue, Love Your Garden, um, yeah, Gardener's yeah. World, Beach Grove. And actually, I'm more shocked by, like, you're talking about the glove thing. I'm more shocked about 
people who I know who are gardeners and I've said to them when I first got the beach grove thing I'm on the beach grove and I don't watch it and I'm like what I don't watch any gardening programs what what why not <laughs> like why would you not watch it like it's, it's brilliant and they're like I'll watch it I for you not watch it. <laughs> I don't know if I don't if I miss it then um I don't know if I don't think we can watch Beach Grove. I don't know if it's actually on the telly in England. It must I bet it is at a really what a weird time on like a Sunday or something. But I'll just watch it on iPlayer. But with Garden as well, that if I if I miss it then I have to watch it on uh, iPlayer. Yeah, we're the same. Um I think they don't like Neil's dad lives down in Cambridge. Um, with his wife and he, I think he, he was up there the other week and he said to me he's like I have to watch on a BBC iPlayer so you have to tell me what ones you're in because he's like yeah. we, it's like he said it's like funny times like it'll be on like I think he said it was on like during the yeah. night or something and I was like what? It's definitely on yeah, yeah. it is definitely on because I stumbled across it um, the other day and I, I think it's it's either during the week or it's like really really late at night or something that you know what I mean yeah, but I mean, I still like it. I still like the beach grove. I just think that now, now it's gave me a. I, I like the. I'll still watch the programs, and I think even after um, the beach grove, I've done my my bit on it. I'll still watch them, but now I've got a different kind of, a kind of different view of what it takes, and more appreciation of of. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not a. It's not like I'm just. I used to think, oh, that'd be amazing. Imagine someone was just filming you in your garden all day and you're getting paid for it <laughs> and now I'm like no <laughs> that's not it's not what it's like um but yeah it's it's definitely it's been it's been eye-opening but it's been good a good eye-opening and I've enjoyed it well I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for being on the show because I know that your phone is is dying so I don't want you to end up running out of charge <laughs> <laughs> it's alright now, it's been a pleasure, it's been good to talk to you. It has, it's been lovely having you on the show and it's been great to get um, time to, to talk because we've both yeah. got busy schedules and now eventually we've got to yeah. talk to well, each we other. We were meant to do this last year, weren't we? And then yeah, it's, it's something happened. Some but yeah, and then you're, you're back, you're back doing more episodes, so I'm very happy. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks so much to Adam for being on the show. I hope you enjoyed the show where we talked about a lot of different things in gardening, Beach Grove, Gardener's World and Gardener's World Live. There was a lot of stuff we got through tonight chatting on the show. It was a great show and I really enjoyed making the episode and I hope you enjoyed it too.